You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello NFL fans and welcome to episode 12 of The Look Ahead here on the SB Nation NFL show. A little bit a uh, little bit different tonight. I'm your host for the evening, Ed Valentine. I'll be joined by Brandon Lee Gouton, the great BLG from Bleeding Green Nation, subbing for uh, Rob Stats Guerrera, who uh, had a bit of a family emergency uh, this evening as we... Uh, as we were getting set to record, hope all, all things are, are are good with uh, with stats and uh, and his family, and, and we appreciate uh, Brandon jumping in. How you doing, Brandon? Ed, happy Thanksgiving! Uh, thank you for having me here. Big fan of the Look Ahead, and obviously, I, I host the Oddcast, you know, on Tuesdays with with uh, stats. So it's only natural. I feel like that I filled in for him here. Well, we appreciate help from you. Uh, you know, we we always try to take care of each other here at here at SB Nation. Really appreciate the help as we record on on Wednesday evening and and get ready for the the Thursday slate of games you guys who, who listen to the show you know what we do we uh, check the SB nation reacts poll every week and we uh, choose to uh, we talk about the games that that you guys want to hear about and and this week's a little bit different we've got two Thursday Thanksgiving games we're supposed to have three. But of course, Steelers and, and Ravens is pushed back to Sunday. We will still talk about that game. So let's let's dive into it here. Anyway, Brandon, we've got Houston Texans, Detroit Lions on Thursday, your first game of the day. You know, I get tired of watching the Lions play every Thanksgiving. I don't know about you. I know it's tradition and all that, but can we watch a good football team? Uh, yeah, so a take that a lot of people might not like, Ed, yourself included. I think Thanksgiving food is overrated in many ways. And just like that, the Lions playing on Thanksgiving, also very overrated. And I, I was saying it on the, the oddcast, the stats earlier this week. I really think that this could be Matt Patricia's last game. I think the Texans are like going to put some hurt on the Lions here, and this will kind of be a very bad Thanksgiving for one Matty Patty. Yeah, it could well be. I think he's he's on his way out. I mean, look, the Texans are three and seven. Lions are four and six. The Texans are a three-point favorite in this game. I'm with you. I'm I'm picking the Texans all the way here in this game. I think that the Lions know what's going on here. They they know that whether this is the last game for Patricia or whether he lasts through the rest of the season, you know, they're going to have a new coach in Detroit a year from now. Yeah, and I think with the Texans, I mean, uh, Michael Kist, the great Michael Kist, uh, brought this up on the podcast Wednesday. Uh, something I noticed as well, Deshaun Watson hasn't thrown an interception since October 11th, Ed. That's week five. <laughs> he has 11 touchdowns and zero interceptions since then. He has a 116.2 passer rating over these past uh, five or so games here. So 
I think this Texans uh, team is going to find a way to get it done after just beating the Patriots in week 11. Uh, so, yeah, I expect them to, to win this one. And finally, hey, they, you know, they beat the Jags twice earlier there, earlier this year. That were their only two wins. So they beat the Patriots, who almost lost the Jets. And now they're going to beat up another bad team in the Detroit Lions. You know, you're, you're, you're killing me with that Deshaun Watson stat. You obviously, you know, cover the Eagles and I obviously, you know, cover the Giants. And how good would either one of our teams be with Deshaun Watson playing quarterback? I mean, come on. A quarterback who doesn't turn the ball over? Yeah, that would be nice. Your team or mine would run away with the NFC East with, with Deshaun Watson playing quarterback. So that's the early game. Uh, right. The game that are are people really even going to tune into that, or, or do, do people really care outside of you know Detroit and Houston? I don't know. No, the 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 second game, of course, the epic NFC East tilt: Washington Football Team versus the Dallas Cowboys. Both three and seven, breathing down the necks of of the Philadelphia Eagles in the in the the red hot race for the NFC East title. You know, none of these teams are very good, but this race sure is interesting. It sure is kind of a, a lot of fun to figure out which one of these epically flawed teams is going to win this division. Yeah, and I you know I want to go through a schedule prediction after the game. Uh, on Thursday with RJ Ochoa. You know, we're going to do that special episode of uh, Friday Football Friday here in the SB Nation NFL show. So uh, I'll be on that show as well here. You're, you're getting a lot of me this week if you're listening to the SB Nation NFL wow, show. Wow, you're, so. you're, you're, you're everywhere. <laughs> you know, you, didn't you say turkey's overrated? So you don't need the day off on Thursday either, do you? Exactly. That's the thing. Thanksgiving food is overrated, so it's fine. I'm spending my time, uh, you know, consuming podcasting instead or, or my, podcast hosting. My, my grandson who's only three, says that turkey is disgusting. So <laughs> I don't know. I think Mina Kimes on ESPN the other day said that said that turkey is disgusting. My grandson says turkey is disgusting. I don't know. What 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 is wrong with people? Well Ed, there's actually an SB Nation Reacts poll for this. We had some data here uh from which one of these sides has to go. Like which one of these is the worst sides. And checking in at number one is the green bean casserole you have cranberry sauce at number two, then you have sweet potato casserole at number three. Uh, the only one I disagree with there is 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 the cranberry sauce. I mean, I mean, I, I live for that stuff. So, but but the green bean casserole and the sweet potato casserole and all that, for, forget all of that. You know, but just give me all the cranberry stuff. I'm good with that. So you're saying like the NFC East is like the green bean casserole of the NFL right now? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. So let's talk a little bit about Washington football team versus Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, both of those teams won on Sunday. And obviously the biggest issue for both of those teams all year long has been quarterback play. Dallas got Andy Dalton back and got competent quarterback play and won a game. Washington has gone through, you know, Dwayne Haskins. You know, now they're down to their third quarterback who turns out, you know, Alex Smith is probably all along has probably been the best quarterback on the roster. Miracle man, guy that almost lost his leg. It's amazing that he's playing at all, but he's the most competent quarterback that they have, and he makes them a better football team. So 
in this race in the NFC East that because they're both getting competent quarterback play, I have to take both teams seriously. Yeah, I think Washington has a formula to win games, and it's it's not to win games against actually good teams, but they can maybe do enough to beat some bad teams, and that's by Alex Smith kind of being who he was you know, before the injury and being a guy who's not going to light the world on fire but he can avoid turning the ball over, at least throwing interceptions. He'll be conservative. And if you can get the run game going there, you know, they have Antonio Gibson, promising rookie. And that defense is actually pretty good, or at least solid um, in a lot of metrics. So I think they have enough there to, to make this game competitive. I think it will be a competitive game. Although, you know, I look at the way the Cowboys are playing. I mean, they played the Steelers tough before the bye. You know, they had the bye week. Now they come at, out and they beat, a, I think, an underrated Vikings team. I think the Vikings are a little bit record that are a little bit better than their record indicates. They beat uh, Minnesota in Minnesota, and I, I think the Cowboys. This Cowboys team is kind of like on the rise a little bit here. And it's funny because they they looked left for dead. They had Ben DiNucci starting at quarterback, but I think uh, they're in a good spot, and I think they could win this game to move into first in the NFC East. Yeah, I'm actually picking Dallas here as well. I think that if they get competent quarterback play, and and this is why. This is why you invest in a backup quarterback. This is why, you know, people kind of scratch their heads like, you know, what is Dallas doing here going out and getting Andy Dalton? This is why you do that. When you think you're a good team that has a chance to win, you make sure that you have a quality backup quarterback for this kind of a situation. And to me, Dallas, with all of the weapons that they have on the outside, I know that their offensive line's been beat up, but if they can get some quality you know, or at least competent offensive line play, you still have incredible receiving weapons. You still have Ezekiel Elliott. You have, it's not a dominant defense, but you do have some talent on the defensive side of the ball for Dallas. I look at Dallas and I think, you know, I, I would have thought at the beginning of the season, maybe it would have been the Eagles, you know, that that might have a chance to to really make a, a, a big run. But I look at Dallas right now and I think if they can get competent quarterback play, they have a good shot at winning this division. I think they win the game tomorrow. Or today, I should say, as we're recording on Wednesday night. So we agree on that, and that'll be the final game of Thursday, as you mentioned, because you know the Ravens and Steelers game, which is a shame that had to be moved back, but because that would have been a really good way to cap off uh, the Thanksgiving football finale. But that has been moved back to Sunday. Um, so, so where do we go from here, Ed? Well, let's let's do this. Let's take a quick break for a, a word from our sponsors here at uh, at SB Nation. When we come back, we'll dive into the Sunday games and we'll actually start with Ravens at Steelers. All right, we're back here on the look ahead. Ed Valentine with Brandon Lee Gouton pinch hitting for Rob Stats Guerrera as we go through your your week 12 Thanksgiving Day edition of The Look Ahead, part of the SB Nation NFL show. And we've gone through the Thursday games now we're going to talk about uh, about the Sunday games that that you guys want to hear about uh, that you guys voted on in the SB Nation Reacts polling. We're going to start with the game that was supposed to have been played on Thursday night, moved back to Sunday uh, because of of COVID nineteen situations involving you know several 
you know, Ravens players, you know, testing positive. You know, Brandon, let me start with this. I mean, I know the Steelers were a little bit upset about this game being pushed back to Sunday. And I think largely because I think this outbreak was traced back to someone within the Ravens who sort of violated a bunch of the protocols and, and, and may have caused this. Before we even talk about the game, do you do you agree with the NFL's decision to push this one back? I mean, I think it's good to err on the side of caution here. And if you know, there's the testing and whatnot, and uh, they want to make sure... I mean, the way they're handling the season, I think, is aggressive already to begin with. So it's not like they're being super, super cautious. It's unfortunate, you know, that it has to be moved back here. But I think it's I think it's fair. Yeah, I think it's I think it's difficult to criticize any decisions that are made that that err on the side of caution and that err on the side of safety here. So as much as I would love to see some football Thursday night, uh, I, I think it's probably the right decision by the NFL. It'll be a good game still, even though it is getting pushed back. I mean, this is a you know ten and zero Steelers team. I want to bring up here, Ed, that only sixteen teams since nineteen seventy have gone ten and zero, and ten of them went on to make the Super Bowl. You know, so the Steelers are in good standing here, of course. And uh, if they can beat the Ravens, who are really reeling here, I mean, they're one and three in their last four games. Lamar Jackson has six total touchdowns to, to six total turnovers in that span. He's far from looking like the MVP that he was in 2019. Uh, yeah, this is obviously kind of a really like a must win for the Ravens to stay alive in that AFC playoff picture. I don't, I don't feel good about them. I think they're, they're, the offense is trending in a really poor direction. I think it's kind of like hard to look at this on paper and think the Steelers are going to sweep the Ravens. And just because the Ravens need this game more and also because the Steelers are probably going to lose at some point here. They've been very good, but they haven't necessarily been like unbeatable. But uh, I still like Pittsburgh here. You know, it's it's interesting because when you when you break these teams down, obviously, this is a rematch from just a couple of weeks ago. And and, and all of the things that you said are are absolutely correct. Right now, the Ravens are reeling a little bit. Steelers are 10 and 0 kind of riding high and yet but it's only happened a couple of times to see a team go undefeated. The Ravens are reeling and teams have figured them out a little bit and and, and Lamar Jackson, you know, I don't want to say he's not a great passer, but I think part of the problem with with the Ravens is their passing attack. I don't even know if it's if it comes down to lack of weapons they just don't do a lot with their passing attack other than throw the ball to mark andrews there's not a lot of balls thrown to the outside there's just there's just not a lot happening with their passing attack all of the logical things would tell you that the steelers who are a four-point favorite in this game the steelers should probably win this game thing of it is in the nfl desperation is a funny thing you know, in any NFL game, there's four, five, six plays that that tend to make a difference. And so many times it's the desperate team that makes those plays. I'm going to pick the Ravens here, although I shouldn't, only because A, teams don't go undefeated in the NFL, and B, it's the Ravens who come into this game desperately needing the victory. They really do. Again, just looking at the standings here in the AFC playoff picture, I mean, you have the outside of the top four division leaders. You have the Titans at seven and three. They're the fifth seed right now. The Browns are seven and three. They're the sixth seed. You have the Raiders as the seventh seed. And then the, Ra you know, the Ravens are on the outside looking in. Like, I think the Dolphins have the Jets this week, so they could possibly win. The Raiders have the Falcons. You know, that could be a win for them. 
Um, I think what the Browns have the Jags, like that could be a win for them. So like if the Ravens lose this game, I mean, they're losing ground here. And again, for a team that was riding sky high last year and a lot of people thought could be, could maybe overtake the Chiefs as the top team in the AFC this year. I mean, they might not even make the playoffs if they don't win this game. Yeah, which is why I think, you know, desperation tends to wake NFL teams up sometimes. And the Ravens need this game so badly that I, you know, we'll see at least, we'll see their best effort. You would classify it as an upset, but, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the Ravens in this one. So, all right, so let's move on. We've got two more games to talk about here on on episode 12 of the look ahead. Two more. Let's turn to uh Tennessee Titans at Indianapolis Colts matchup of a pair of uh of 7 and 3 teams, teams again that played just a couple of just a couple of weeks ago. When I picked this game a couple of weeks ago, I looked at it and I thought you know the Titans had kind of figured out how to pl- you know how they wanted to play they had their formula you know, they were kind of rolling along and i figured i just didn't trust the Colts as much and you know show you what i know the Colts wind up winning that game in a blowout it just goes to show don't don't put down any money on things that i say <laughs> this time around Colts are are a 4 point favorite you know the Titans look like the team that's been reeling a little bit. The Colts right now look like the team that kind of has things together a little bit more. You would think that uh, the Colts being a four-point favorite is probably justified. You know, how, how do you see this one playing out? Yeah, the way the Colts offense really moved through the Titans defense last time they played on Thursday Night Football a couple of weeks ago, that was pretty concerning to me. Uh, as someone especially, too, who took the Titans in that game and thought they would win. Now the Colts are playing really well. You know, they're coming off this overtime win over the Packers. I think they're they're trending very much in a good direction. Phillip Rivers playing better. That defense is obviously very, very good. But uh I don't know. I don't think the Colts are that good, though, that they're ready to sweep this Titans team. And I think the Titans are, they have uh, some moxie to them. I, I don't think you can count them out. They're going to fight. They're going to be in games. I think they're, they're going to be a lot more competitive you know, than they were last time. Yeah, so I kind of like the Titans a little bit more in this game, even though I think the Colts are the better team on, on the whole. I have, a, I think, a better uh, or a more optimistic about their outlook overall. But I, I just think I like the uh, the Titans more in this specific game. And I think another thing we need to factor in here is uh, DeForest Buckner, you know, was put on the COVID-19 list today. So it, that's a big absence, you know, if he's not playing versus the Colts or and, the Titans, sorry. And, and the other thing of it is, I mean, the, the first matchup was a game where Steven Gostkowski missed, you know, yet another field goal. And, and the Titans had a had a punt blocked and. And that's a 10-point swing in that game. And I, I have a hard time imagining or believing that the Titans are going to have similar difficulties with their special teams here. I, I hate to do this, but I'm actually going to kind of waffle on this game. Oh, no. You've got Colts by four. I'm going to take the Colts to win, but I'm taking the Titans in the points. So, you know, when you guys, when you and Stats are on the show, it's always you pick the same game, but then I come on and I, you know, we're, we're on the opposite end here. So I think that's fine. I'll take that. Well, 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 you know, it's, it's, there, there's got to be that little Eagles Giants thing too, <laughs> you know? We're not on the same side often. I, I think we have one game left here to talk about, Brandon. I think that the last game on our list is uh, Chiefs at Bucks. T- 
to be honest with you, the way that the Bucks have played the the last few weeks, I'm not as fired up about this game as I might have been three or four weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, certainly, you know, they get blown out by the Saints, and then they bounce back with the win over over Carolina there, but then they they lose badly to the Rams, I thought. I mean, Tom Brady, I said it on the Oddcast on Tuesday, like, I am just not, I'm not buying it, man. Like, I think he looks washed to some extent. He actually leads the NFL in bad throws as charted by pro football reference, and that's what I'm seeing. Some of these throws he he's making are they're just terrible like they're they're way off target it's not just a lack of accuracy too some of them are just they're such poor decisions like he, he should have thrown another pick dare i say that they're wentz like <laughs> well look at this carson wentz is number two in the nfl in bad throws so yes very very much the case but yeah he's making some terrible decisions he could have had four should have had four turnovers on monday night it's a short week you know for the bucks coming off this game uh, that they just played against the Rams. And now, look, you know, the Chiefs, uh, they could have lost to the Raiders. They're they not flawless. That defense has issues. But, I mean, how are you really going to bet against Patrick Mahomes right now? Oh, you're not. I, I thought it was really interesting this week. You know, Bruce Arians asked about the sort of up-and-down nature of the Buccaneers, said that it comes down to quarterback play. It comes down to when the quarterback plays well, we play well. When the quarterback doesn't play well, we don't play well. In 20 years, I don't think you ever heard Bill Belichick call Tom Brady out like that. And, and the thing of it is, I, I think that Arians is 100% justified. I think Brady can still do some things, but he's 43 years old. It's not there every single Sunday. It's not there on every single throw. You start to wonder if at the age of 43, if he's a little antsy in the pocket and doesn't want to get hit, whatever the reason he is making more mistakes. And and I thought Arians was was justified to call him out. Absolutely. You know, I think that's I mean, that's that's the identity of that team. And it was getting Tom Brady. It's Tampa Bay, as ridiculous as that really is. And I regret saying that right now because I just gave credit to it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just I don't fully trust this Buccaneers team, especially when it comes to some of these better teams. You know, I think the Rams showed they're better than them. The, the Saints certainly did as much. And now they're going to be facing, you know, a Chiefs team that, again, I think maybe Brady does bounce back because he he does bounce back typically from some of his worst games. So I'm not going to say that he's going to look terrible against the Chiefs here, but I just I really like have more confidence in the Chiefs in this situation. And I think they win. Yeah. How can you not have more confidence in the Chiefs? I think that, you know, Kansas City scored more than 30 points, I think, in four straight games. We see the Buccaneers do that on occasion when they're when they're hitting on all cylinders. But if you get into a shootout at this point in their careers, it's like Andy Reid said, I've got Patrick Mahomes. You know, years ago, I always used to say, never bet against Tom Brady. But I, I think we've arrived at, at the point in time where you're just silly if you bet against Patrick Mahomes. So I'm going with the Chiefs here. The torch has been passed. And uh, I think it's Peter King who keeps like comparing Mahomes to Michael Jordan. You know, like the, the, the NFL is Michael Jordan. And it kind of feels like that. If Patrick Mahomes is Michael Jordan, then which NFL quarterback is Sam Bowie? I mean, this is now. This is before my time, man. You have to tell me at this point. Now I've opened up a can of worms that I can't close. <laughs> I don't even know. I, I have one more thing for you here, Ed. I have a, I have a little surprise. Uh, you know, this is a 
it's you call it the dealer's choice on your show, right? Yeah. I want to throw a quick dealer's choice at you as we wrap, as we kind of get towards the end here. I want to hear your thoughts on the Giants real quick because it's a big game for the Giants. They're playing the Bengals. We're starting Brandon Allen, and we talked about the other NFC East teams earlier. But the Giants are very much in the mix in this division too. Do you think they can beat the Bengals? Well, I think they should beat the Bengals. I think they better beat the Bengals. I think they have to beat the Bengals if they're going to be taken seriously here. I mean, they have just as good a shot as anyone else. They've already got two victories over Washington. They've got a victory over Philly. They get the Cowboys in Week 17 in New Jersey. You know, if the NFC East is on the line in Week 17, I know there's no fans in the stadium, but they're still at home. They're still in their own building. If the Giants are going to to be a real factor, this is a game they have to win. This is their their five or five and a half point favorites. They should win this game. They've got enough experienced players, you know, Logan Ryan, Blake Martinez. They've got a lot of guys, a core of guys that have been through playoff games before that have been through big games. I think they they should win this game, but it's like Logan Ryan said during a press conference today. He said, look, we have three wins. Nobody should be overconfident. You know, nobody should feel like we're going to walk in there and win, you know, just because. I think the Giants win, but they're a three-win team. My jaw isn't going to hit the floor if they if they turn in a stinker and, and wind up losing the game either. Well, I think Joe Judge has the Giants fighting both figuratively and literally, potentially. The, 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 fight, the, fight, the fight and Joe Judges. That's what Dave Gettleman called them before the season started, the fight and Joe Judges. And he, he is very literal about it, apparently. Potentially, maybe. Uh, potentially, potentially, maybe. Allegedly. Allegedly. All I know is Judge showed up with no visible bruises the next day. So <laughs> I, I know you guys had some fun with with that over over at BGN, and I suppose I couldn't blame you for that. I, I found that whole that whole situation with the Giants firing the offensive line coach and and all of that 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 was that was really interesting, unusual, not unheard of, but but unusual. And I know Giants fans just just have their fingers crossed that that doesn't sort of end up with a, a unit that's been showing a lot of improvement the last few weeks, winding up imploding. Well, I hope people aren't fighting tomorrow on, or Thursday, whatever you're listening to this on Thanksgiving, if you're listening to this, of course, which you are probably. Uh, so don't fight, you know, have a, have a nice time. Be thankful for the good things that you've going. Anything else here, Ed, before we wrap up? Everybody be safe. Have a great Thanksgiving. Remember to uh, to sign up for SB Nation Reacts if you uh, if you want to participate in that, if you want to take part in our in our survey, which also allows you to uh, answer some questions, answer the weekly confidence poll regarding your favorite uh, your favorite NFL team. So please sign up for SB Nation Reacts. Give uh, all of the shows here on the SB Nation NFL show a listen. Uh, We thank you for listening, and and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.